Welcome to the Spirit of Praise broadcast coming to you from Tabernacle of Praise Church International, York, South Carolina. I'm Bishop Alfred Jackson. I'm thankful that you tuned in today. I pray that the message uh, will bless you and impact your life in a powerful way. Again, thank you for tuning in. Enjoy the message. sometimes when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me my soul cries out hallelujah thank God for saving me Lord you have been good to me praise the name of Jesus in the midst of all that we go through in life when we can have this faith to look at God and and look at his goodness and say, Lord, through it all, you've been good to me. Yeah. Makes all of the difference in the world. Yes. So far this morning, uh, we're going to look at the scripture that we, we gave you earlier from 1 Peter chapter 5. And focus in on verses 8, 9, and 10. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Resist him, steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. But may the God of all grace, who called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a while, perfect, establish, strengthen you, and settle you. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. I want to I talk with you this morning from the thought, maneuvering through these times. Maneuvering through these times. So, Father, thank you again for this opportunity to stand and proclaim your word this morning. I pray for a fresh anointing of your spirit that I may speak as you speak to me, Lord, and share this message with your people this morning. I pray, dear God, that we'll have ears to hear, hearts and minds and wills to receive and submit to you that your perfect will might be worked out in our lives. Thank you now for this preaching moment. It's in the name of Jesus Christ that we pray and we thank you. Amen. Maneuvering through these times. Amen. As I think about everything, and, and all of us know everything that's going on uh, in the world around us, especially here in the United States, but, you know, as we look at the world, we see that these things don't just affect um, us here in the United States. When you deal with injustices and inequities and disenfranchisement and prejudices and 
and all of the evil that's in the world is critical for us to recognize that is it is in the world. It is not just what we deal with and suffer uh, here, our experience here in the United States of America. Um, and as I read uh, what Peter was writing this morning, uh, and he talked about uh, your brotherhood in the world experiencing these things, of course, he was dealing with the Greco-Roman world. However, as we look at this, we realize that it's not just a Greco-Roman world, but today it's all over the world. And we've we've talked about this several times before, that, that what what is going on now, uh, what we deal with here in the United States, other people around the world deal with the same thing. So how do we how do we maneuver through these times? How do we as people of God and and there is there is a distinction and there has to be a distinction between the way children of God handle and respond to situations as opposed to people who don't know God. Because of course, you know, our perspective is always going to be guided by uh, what God has said in his word and guided by his spirit. We always want to bring glory and honor to God in everything that we do and everything that we do. So my response can't be just out of how I feel or how someone else treats me or what someone else does to me. My response has to always be from the perspective of God. You know, when I think about Jesus and I think about him being crucified on the cross, yet he did not retaliate. And, and, and you know, of course, you know, for some of us today, some people will say that is taking a very docile perspective on it. But uh, we still have to remember who we are. And we have to respond to things from the perspective of who we are. If, if the Lord says in his word, if they slap you on one cheek, turn the other, then I believe the Lord means that. And it's not necessarily physical. It may be physical, but it may be in other ways. How do we respond? How do we react? How do we, how do we deal with evil in this world? Uh, we don't fight evil with evil because vengeance belongs to the Lord. This is what the scripture teaches us. Do not repay evil for evil because vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. I will repay. I will repay. Now, sometimes if we're not careful, we'll get tired of waiting on God to repay, you know, and we'll decide to take matters in our own hands. And that's a dangerous, that's a dangerous thing to do. It's a dangerous place to be because the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. And ultimately, we want the strongholds to be defeated. We want the strongholds to be pulled down. We don't want to just respond to one situation. We want to, we want to be in a place where, where we, have, we have allowed God to use us and, and God, will, God will speak to us and speak through us uh, so that strongholds are pulled down. And strongholds are not just in one person's life, it's, in, it's systematic in the world. 
because Satan is the prince of the power of the air. The, this world system is evil. And so the, the warfare and, and the struggle has to be against this world system. And, and so sometimes it may be a one-on-one -on -one thing, but ultimately we want the system to change. We want systematic racism to change. We want systematic evil to change. And, and then we understand that all of this is never going to be over until Jesus returns. Evil has been in the world since the beginning of time. And evil will remain in the world as long as people are on the face of the earth. Amen. So evil is not going to be eradicated in our time, in our children's time, and if the Lord return, nor in our, it does not return, nor in our grandchildren's or great-grandchildren's time. Only until the Lord returns. So, so in our everyday lives, in every generation, believers are called upon to stand like Christ would stand against evil and against injustice. And, and it's important for the body of Christ to understand that God has called all of us to this. It's not just one segment of the body of Christ. All of us, all of us should be paying attention to the evil that's going on in this world around us. And all of us should recognize evil as evil. Amen. We cannot justify evil. Amen. We cannot justify partiality. We cannot justify injustice in the world. We have to call it what it is. And all of us, this is something, and I believe that, that what God is doing in this time is that God is raising up a people, amen, black, white, red, yellow, whatever color you want to say, God is raising up a people who is seeing evil for what it is and who are not willing to keep silent any longer. When we read the scripture, when we read the scripture, we do not see and we do not hear us being passive. God has not called us to passive resistance. God has called us to active resistance. Amen. Jesus actively resisted evil. Amen. He did not raise up an army to fight but he dealt with racism in his society. He dealt with racism against Samaritans and against or what we would call Gentiles. He dealt with the way his own people dealt with others who were not of the Jewish faith. He actively resisted. He actively went into and dealt with Samaritans and dealt with people who are not of the Jewish faith because many of them of the Jewish faith had rejected God and had not did not have a a proper perspective of what God had called them to be or called them to do. So when Christ came, remember, he came to do the will of God. And in doing the will of God, remember what the Bible says, he came unto his own and his own received him not, but as many as received him, he didn't stay with his own. He didn't, he didn't just focus on his own and trying to get them to change. He called them whitewashed walls and open sepulchres and empty tombs. And he dealt with, he dealt with Herod as a, as a fox. And then he, 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 he called them what they were. But as many as received him, to that Syrophoenician woman, he ministered to her. To the man in the in the tombs who was who who who, who was called Legion, he ministered to him. He went into areas and dealt with people that were not like him, because he came to do the will of God. So it is not it's not passive 
resistance that we hear when we read the scripture. It's not just praying, as, a, as I said the other Sunday, praying is a very important part of this process. But that's not all we're called to do. That's not all we're called to do. So so in this in this scripture, well, before I get to the scripture, as I talk about that, and, and, I'll, and I'll keep referring to this, and, and, and I'll have to keep referring to this, because in, in the book of Ephesians chapter 6, Paul says to us in Ephesians chapter 6, he said uh, that, he says in verse 10, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil, against the tricks, against the schemes, against the plots, against the plans of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against the spiritual host of wickedness in heavenly places. Therefore, because, because our enemy is not necessarily flesh and blood, or is not flesh and blood, Therefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. So, and I read that scripture over and over again to keep myself reminded that my enemy is not necessarily the next person. My enemy is not that individual who fights against me, who does not understand me, who may speak evil against me. Ultimately, Satan is the real enemy. Satan is the real enemy. And so our fight has to be against this enemy. How do we fight the devil? How do we fight Satan? How do we fight evil? Again, we do not fight evil. We do not fight the devil on his own, on his own uh, using his own means or his own tricks or his own schemes. We will fail every time because Satan is a master at what he does. And we're not masters at what Satan does. So when we get on his level and we stop playing according to his rules, he's going to win. He's going to win. Every time he's going to win. So how do we, in these times that we're living in, how do we as believers maneuver through these times? And I believe the scripture speaks to us and it speaks to us on several levels. He says here in 1 Peter uh, chapter 5, he says, Well, let me let me get to the right scripture. He says in chapter five. Oh, excuse me. He says he starts off by by talking about um, God resists resist pride, gives grace to the humble. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. Okay, but I want to get to the point where he says, "Be sober." Be vigilant, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, and he points out who our enemy is right here. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Now, so then if I am going to maneuver through these times, there is something I have to remember. Not only must I remember that my enemy is Satan, but I must also remember that he is prowling around seeking an opportunity to devour me. So if I'm going to avoid that, if I'm going to avoid him devouring me, 
then I need to be vigilant. I need to be sober. I need to be level-headed. I need to be clear thinking. My, 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 my mind needs to be renewed. I need to be thinking like Christ. And, 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 and my brothers and sisters, let's never forget that we are called to always think like Christ. All right? Always remember we're always to think like Christ. So, so then I need to be level-headed. I need to be clear-thinking. I need to be alert at all times. This speaks to every believer. We would avoid being prejudiced if we are alert to what the enemy is doing. If our hearts have been changed, we'll, we will avoid speaking evil of our brother or our sister if we are alert to what the enemy is doing. We will avoid treating each other unfairly if we are alert to what the enemy is doing. Because all of this proceeds out of what the enemy does. Even as we look at the climate in America today, you know, this whole issue with people wearing masks. If we were just alert to what, the, I'm, I'm talking about Christians, if we were just alert to what the enemy was doing, we wouldn't allow this thing to divide us. It's just a simple thing. I was walking out of Food Lion last night, and this older lady got out of her car, and she didn't have a mask. She had, she had a napkin or something, a handkerchief, that she put over her face, and I could tell she wanted to have on a mask. And I had one in my car, and I keep, I keep, mask and a Ziploc bag. And I saw that lady. I could have just walked on by and got in my car and went home. But I went to my car. I got my that Ziploc bag that had one mask in it. And I ran to her. She had already entered the store. But this is an older lady. This lady had to be in her 80s. Very vulnerable. Very susceptible to, to easily picking up a disease and probably would kill her if she caught it and ended up in the hospital. And I gave her the mask. So, and I was thinking to myself, a lady passed me by. She said, that was so kind of you, what you did. And I didn't really catch what she said. But I'm like, it's a simple thing. It's not anything major. It's not, it's not, it's to, to get a mask and put on to protect somebody else is not a major thing. Even if you don't agree that mask helps, it's not a major thing. It's a matter of caring for people. It's just a matter of simply caring for people. But we have to be alert to these things because the devil will make us hard-hearted. The devil will cause us to be closed-minded. The devil will cause this, this simple thing to separate us. One of the reasons I stopped posting on Facebook about a lot of things is that if we're not careful, the devil will use us to help bring more division. So sometimes we have to pray and not post. Sometimes we have to back up. Sometimes we have to back up. We have to think clearly, be alert to what's going on, and sometimes realize that our opinion is only our opinion. Amen. There's really no reason for this nation to be as divided as it is. But it's divided as it is because of evil and the body of Christ. You know, we can't say that the world has to do this, but the body of Christ is called upon to fight evil in the world, not go along with the evil. Be vigilant. 
Be alert. And as I, as, as I read this, the word vigilant actually means keeping, keeping careful watch for possible danger or difficulties. So as we go through this life, we're to keep careful watch for possible dangers or difficulties. Not simply for us. Remember, we are our brother's keeper. Amen. We are never to be solely concerned about ourselves. Paul dealt with this uh, in the book of Corinthians when he dealt with eating meats that were offered to idols. Some Christians didn't have a problem with it. Other Christians did. Paul said, well, the bottom line is this. If eating meat offends my brother, then I will not eat meat because my ultimate responsibility is not just about me. My ultimate responsibility is about the next person. I'm to love. I'm to display the love of Jesus. I am to care for the next person. Be, be vigilant. Be very alert. Be, be very careful and watch out for possible dangers or difficulties. But I thought, as I thought about that and thought about maneuvering through these times, the Lord reminded me of the fact that we need to be very watchful also in these times about opportunities to advance the kingdom, opportunities for even our own personal advancement. And he took me to the scripture in 2 Kings chapter 7. There were four lepers who were outside of, uh, 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 of the city of Jerusalem. Jerusalem was under siege. People inside the city were dying. The Syrian army, I believe, was, was encamped against uh, the city, and they were warring against the city. So people inside of the city, there was famine in the land. They were dying. And these four lepers said to themselves, why do we sit here until we die? You know, let's, let's, let's turn ourselves over to the Syrians. Said, perhaps if, 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 if perhaps they will let us live, but even if we die, we just die. We're going to die anyway. So what did they do? They went to the Syrians' camp, but God had already sent a noise <laughs> over in the night to frighten the Syrians, and they had left their camp. They left the horses, they left food, they left everything. Because these men were vigilant, because they were alert, they were able not only to save themselves, but also to save the people inside of the city. We have to be careful for opportunities that God will present to us in these times. We have to be watchful. We have to be alert. There are a lot of opportunities that will come our way. Opportunities to minister to people. We can't wait until the church gathers back together and meeting in the sanctuary on Sunday before we start ministering to people. We have to take advantages of opportunities right now to minister to people and to position ourselves so that in these times, while we are separated physically uh, from gathering in the sanctuary, we are still ministering and God is showing us, giving us uh, 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 witty uh, inventions and skills and, and, and ideas to, to minister to the needs of people so that when we do come back together and we have not missed the beat, we're even more prepared to minister in this 21st century and going forward to the needs of people in this world. You know, it is a fallacy. 
it is a fallacy, and this is not to attack people who feel like, who feel that that it is it is not of faith that we are not meeting in the sanctuary and that we're practicing social distancing. Well, if that's the way you feel, so be it. It's not safe. It's proven that it's not safe, but that's that's the way some people feel. But it is a fallacy to believe that we are not the church because we're not meeting in the building. We are the church. We are the body of Christ wherever we are. A few hours that we spend inside of the building does not make us the church. And if our faith is only tied to being inside of a building, then we will never, we never have faith anyway. Amen. So let's be watchful. Let's be watchful. You know, I've been hearing about opportunities that people have for jobs and whatever during these times. Don't sit back and wait until all of this clears out, which might be uh, next year. We don't know. To start thinking about advancing, to start thinking about promotions, to start thinking about jobs, to start thinking about opportunities. Look at what God is doing right now. Look at opportunities that God is providing for us right now. Be vigilant. This is how you maneuver through these times. We say about praising the Lord, don't wait until the battle is over. Shout now. Praise God now. You're coming out of this. So don't wait until the battle is over. So don't wait until this thing ends, this time, because really this is not going to end. We have to learn how to maneuver through these times. Amen. In maneuvering through these times, the scripture also says to us that we must resist the devil. We must resist him. How do you resist the devil? And this is critical for the body of Christ. He makes one simple statement. Be steadfast in the faith. Be steadfast in the faith. That's how you resist the devil. What does Satan come to do? Steal, kill, and destroy. How does he do it? He pulls you away from the faith. He distracts you. He gets your attention. He gets you focused on other things, and your focus is not on God. So he sends, he attacks your mind. He attacks your body. He attacks your finances. He attacks your family to distract you. What is the proper response of a believer when attacks come? Be steadfast in the faith. That's the proper response. If the attacks shake me, they should not shake me in such a way that it shakes me out of Christ. That's why James says, count it all joy. A strange statement that James makes. Count it all joy when you fall into divers' trials. Knowing. And see, this, this, is, this, is, this is the part of being steadfast in the faith. See, my, my faith is not just that, that I believe God. I believe God because I know God. I believe God because he has revealed himself to me in scriptures. I believe God because he has revealed himself in my life, in my parents' life. Amen. He has revealed himself. He has allowed me to know him. 
So my faith is not a leap in the dark. My faith is based on what God has revealed of himself in Scripture. And he's revealed himself as a faithful God. Have you ever been through a situation where you said, I just don't know how I'm going to make it? And then you live long enough and you look back and you made it. How did you make it? By the grace of God. People have lost loved ones. And in the midst of that grieving, they say, I don't know how I'm going to go on. But a year, six months, a year pass, and they're still here. And they're doing well. How did they make it? By the grace of God. Knowing. So we resist the devil by being steadfast in our faith. We resist the devil who is the evil one by being steadfast in our faith. So as we deal with all of this stuff that's going on around us, and as we, even as we have to stand up and we have to speak the truth in love, we do it from the vantage point of being steadfast in the faith. Ultimately, we want God to be glorified. Ultimately, we want God's kingdom to be advanced. It is not about me. Any position that I take, it's not simply about me. The position that I must take has to be about the advancement of the kingdom of God, and it can only be that as I am remaining steadfast in the faith. Now, in order to be steadfast, I've got to know the faith. Resist him steadfast in the faith. Resist him. Actively resist the devil by being steadfast in the faith. Being steadfast in the faith does not mean that you keep silent all the time. Jesus did not keep silent all of the time. He did the will of God. He spoke. He took stands. He spoke out against evil. He spoke out against injustice. He spoke out against hatred. He spoke out against ungodliness. And, uh, and one of the things that we have to deal with in this world today is that a lot of the evil that's in the world today is that we have given rise, we have allowed opportunities for evil to come into our lives and into our homes and into our families because people don't want to live holy. People want to live like they want to live, and then when trouble comes, they expect God to shift and turn things around, and it doesn't work like that. It does not work like that. God expects us to be steadfast in the faith, which means that we live righteously, which means that we confess our sins and, and, and we repent of our sins and we strive to live in a way that brings glory and honor to God. We maneuver through these times. We maneuver through these times by being steadfast in the faith. And finally, we, we maneuver through these times by trusting in God, by ultimately trusting in the grace of God. Peter says, Peter says here, he says, but may the God of all grace who called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a while, perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. So, as I'm going through, remembering that we are not the only people going through. 
remembering that we're not the only people suffering. Remember that our families are not the only families that have been attacked with sickness and illness and, and evil. That this is happening all over the world. I can't lose, I can't stop trusting in God. Because it's ultimately his grace. It's ultimately his grace who will lead us to that place of eternal victory. And I mentioned this the other Sunday. Heaven is not about escapism. There is a better day. There is a better place. There is a better world. When you look at the fact that evil has been in this world since the beginning of time, it's not going to stop in this generation. Hatred has been around since the beginning of time. It's not going to stop in this generation. Yes, we speak against the evil systems. But remember that, 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 that Satan is the prince of the power of the air. He is the one who is fueling and supporting this evil system that's in the world. And until Jesus defeats him, until Jesus casts him into that lake that burns with fire and brimstone, Satan is going to be influencing this world system, of this world systems. He's going to be. He's going to be. So we ultimately trust in the grace of God. Who? The Bible says here. After you have suffered for a while. So, so Peter is saying, just know you're going to suffer. Just know you're going to go through. And he's not speaking just to you individually. He's speaking to the body of Christ. We're going to have issues. We're going to have problems. We're going to have struggles. We have to fight in the midst of this struggle. But after you've suffered for a while, God will perfect. God will establish. God will strengthen. God will settle you. I know we will say, God, we've been going through all of these years. We look at the history of evil in the United States of America. But even as we look back at our foreparents, many of them maintain faith in God. And they've gone on to inherit this better place, to be with the Lord eternally. One day we're going to get there. Prayerfully, the world will be a better place because of the stand that we take for righteousness, holiness, which includes justice which includes the banishment of racism. Even if it's in the world, if it's not in the church, that makes for a better place. And the thing that, is, that God has been weighing on my heart about is that if we, who are the lights of the world, who are the salt of the earth, if we completely are like Jesus, I'm talking about the entire body of Christ. We will make a difference in this world. We will. We will. We will. So we trust God as we maneuver through this, these times. Being alert, being watchful, being vigilant, resisting the devil, and trusting God. Amen. Let us pray. Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you for the power of your word. Thank you that when your word goes forth, it does not return to you void, but it accomplishes all that you desire. Thank you, Lord, that you prosper your word in the things that you sent your word to. So thank you for sending your word to us today. In these times that we're living in, 
help us to maneuver correctly and wisely through these times. Being sober, being vigilant, being watchful, resisting the devil at every hand, on every hand, and trusting you as we go through this life. I pray for your people now as we daily face situations that you're called upon us to respond appropriately. We'll always remember who we are and the power that we have as we stand up in you. Thank you, Father. Bless us now in Jesus' name. Well, that brings us to the end of the message for today. I pray that you've been blessed by the message. And if you have, write to us. Let us know how this message has impacted your life. Or if you've made a decision for Christ today to follow Jesus as your Savior and your Lord, write to us and let us know that as well. And give us your information so that we can follow up with you. You may write to us at Tabernacle of Praise at msn.com that's tabernacle of praise at msn.com give us your email address or a way to contact you so that we can follow up with you also we would like for you to sow into this ministry if you've been blessed by this work by the preaching of the gospel and the teaching of the gospel and you would like to help further this cause we're not just preaching here in the united states we are preaching around the world through this podcast our messages are being heard in many places around the world we are actively working in eight countries in the world on the ground in liberia malawi burkina faso ghana guinea uh, kenya and dominican republic so if you'd like to help us in this work feel free to sow a seed to help further the preaching and teaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ and the expanding of the kingdom of God. If you would like to give, go to topraise.org forward slash give. Again, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Continue to pray with us and for us as we continue to spread this gospel of Jesus Christ around the world. God bless you.